Good afternoon and welcome back to the um, Shift Control Podcast. My name is Paul McAnallen. Um, I've been absent for a while. I've been busy, which is good. Um, and I've had a lot of stuff on uh, to keep me busy. Um, so I've neglected my podcasting duties. Um, but kind of delighted to be back after a fairly eventful morning. Um, this morning was a business event. Uh, which took place up in the um, Tyrone GAA Centre in Garvahi. We call it the Business of Winning. It's the third event of its kind, uh, three years in a row. And this year we decided uh, to change the format slightly. Um, but the upshot of it was that it is a really uh, fantastic two hours spent in the company of some very bright Tyrone business people, um, of which there are many, incidentally. Um, it just so happened that those in the panel today were all female from a variety of different uh, businesses. Um, gender wasn't mentioned once in the two hours because nobody in the audience was fit to question uh, the talent on display. There were people from finance, from construction, from FMCG and from utilities and the quality of conversation and discussion was very high. So we left Garvahi this morning um, with a fair bit of energy. Um, for the day that's in it, I suppose, um, the discussion was really around Europe. And um, I have a bit of disclosure here. I didn't vote. I'm not going to vote. I haven't voted in about 25 years. And um, I don't intend to vote. And there's many reasons for that. Um, so there'll be those people listening will say, well, if you don't vote, you don't have the right to comment. And there's the other view, which I would take, is that you voted for this mess. So I have the right to comment. It's you that doesn't have the right to comment. Um, I steal that from George Carlin, the American comedian, who uh, it's hardly surprising has roots in Donegal, but that's the view that I would have. Um, I don't vote for a number of reasons. It's not trying to be very, very uh, sort of militant. Um, but the lack of uh, dignity, the lack of courtesy, uh, the lies, the deceit, the subterfuge that has been on display from both sides this last two weeks or so has been quite remarkable. Um, it's probably remarkable even more so that it's only been in two weeks because up until, I guess, last last Monday, Monday before last, it wasn't really a conversation. There's never been any depth. There's never been any breadth of content as to why we're voting one way or the other. So I know that there are people going out today voting a, for to leave the EU because unashamedly they're fascists. And that's okay, I have no problem with that. Uh, that's just base ignorance, okay, but they're fascists. There are those people who are voting Remain because they believe in an anti-fascist sentiment. There are those people who will vote for economic reasons, there are those people who will vote for, for uh, a variety of different reasons, but the bottom line is it will all be based on uh, individual need. Um, so I wanna just uh, ask you one question. Um, and if you have heard of a TTIP, um, it's a question I asked to three or four people this morning. Um, in the context of the European vote, what is TTIP? And nobody, nobody knew the answer. Nobody knew what the acronym stood for. And up until a week ago, I didn't know what the acronym stood for. It's called the Transatlantic Trade and Investment Partnership. Okay, TTIP is a series of trade negotiations that's pretty much been ongoing between the EU and the US, a bilateral trade agreement. Um, it's all about reducing regulatory barriers to trade for big business. So you're looking at food, um, food safety law, environmental legislation, banking regulations, etc., etc. Right. So there are four letters: TTIP, 
the biggest vote arguably in our lifetime, certainly of my lifetime and certainly the big vote for millennial uh, millennials to deal with. And nobody talks about TTIP, this uh, transatlantic trade and investment partnership, which uh, is going on between the US and the EU. Okay, so uh, what will be under discussion in those meetings? Well, there's four or five things that will definitely be discussed in those um, covert talks. Uh, so the NHS will be one of them. Um, food and environmental safety is another. Regulations in banking, as if that doesn't need to be discussed any further. Um, uh, it's alleged that the TTIP will remove restrictions um, that have been imposed recently and bring back all that power back to the bankers. There's the privacy uh, laws and there's employment and then actually there's the fundamentals of democracy. So that's all up for discussion and uh, in the, against the backdrop, there was a small game of football on last night. The Republic of Ireland beat Italy 1-0, which is the most... Uh, uh, it's as excited as I've been in a long time outside of a GAA result that includes Tyrone. So we're talking about um, so since 2008 or maybe last year's uh, under-21 victory in sport. The sentiment and the emotion was just unbelievable. And uh, when that game was over, I flicked on to Channel 4 and there was basically a barroom brawl between people who were voting for uh, to leave the EU and people who were voting to stay in the EU. And not one of them that I can remember mentioned TTIP. They were all talking about self-interest. They were all talking about uh, he said, she said. And it was a sort of politics of contradiction the whole way through. Um, and the big problem I have with all of this is that that's not just politics at a European level. It's politics at a, at a local level. It's politics at a national and international level. It just is what it is because they don't, uh, they just simply can't or refuse to give as much depth and breadth of information that is required so that people can make really informed decisions. And my big fear about the European vote right now is that the decision being made has been made um, ignorantly, um, without proper knowledge and without proper cause and effect and without proper understanding. Um, so that's a real uh, bone of contention for me. But by the time you read this, I most likely feel that uh, the Remain... Um, side of the argument will have been ratified and we'll all move on. Um, what I would suggest in the last two or three days, I've watched a few videos from the Greek finance minister, Yanis Varoufakis, um, who's an extraordinary gentleman. He's incredibly erudite in all things finance. If you go and take a look at some of his videos um, on YouTube and his discussions at universities, you get a feel for what's really going on. Um, uh, and it's really quite shocking, um, you know, People say be afraid, be very afraid. Regardless of this vote, this discussion is not over yet. And the people that will maybe start juking away from their iPhones and raise their heads a little bit above the parapet, you start to look and ask questions of, ask the right questions of the right people rather than trying to find out um, what tweets they should reply to and what's on Coronation Street. So there you are. So there's one piece of pitching out of the way. The second bit would be um, also political. I have been a real... Uh, banging the drum about uh, the homeless for quite some time um, on my blogging and on other podcasts. I have recounted uh, instances where I've been out street walking early in the morning and stumbled across uh, homeless in Belfast and engaged with a few of them. And First six months of this year, there were five deaths on the streets. So I decided to send a letter to all the political parties asking them what was going to be done about this. And um, I sent the letter on the uh, 19th of May and we're now on the 22nd of June so 
um, four weeks later, I think I've got all the paperwork back that I'm going to get. And um, massively disappointing on two levels. Uh, massively disappointed to know that the only, the first political party to get back to me was the DUP, because uh, that uh, is real gut-wrenching, uh, given my political uh, leanings or my cultural background, or whatever way you want to call it, because they despise the DUP of their policies. Nigel Dodds came back brilliantly within a week. Um, his answer was one of concern, uh, one of genuine concern, one of uh, full of political speak, you know, mandate, etc., etc. all the words that you'd expect them to use. Uh, on the Nolan show, they're using in print, but there you go. But it shows how well-oiled the political machine is um, that works for the DUP. Second up was the SDLP, which surprised me because um, it's good to know that they still have got their own paper that they can work from. Um, but they sent a letter too, um, and that was nice. Uh, that was three weeks later. So nothing from, from Mike Nesbitt, um, nothing from David Ford, nothing from Sinn Féin, nothing from the people before profit because the people before profit don't have an office in Belfast. So I had to send that letter to Dublin. Um, so it shows you how much voter apathy there is in, 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 in the North when uh, a party like the people before profit will, will win seats despite the fact they don't actually have a physical presence in Belfast. So well done for the, the Ulster Council and the GAA for creating the environment for an organisation like that to flourish because it was the anti-casement sentiment that probably got them over the line. But in fairness, I support them for that and a few of their other policies. But... Um, there's no point in supporting people who've got uh, great policies and no processes. They don't look like they've got the processes. So that's really the clusterfuck that is uh, politics in the North. Um, massively disappointed, but fair play to the DUP for responding. They've since sent me another letter. Um, I, so I'm kind of giving up on that because I've got to make a living um, and I can't keep on writing letters to people who won't respond. But that's your political party for you. So uh, when the selfies are all done and when the self-promotion is all done and it's down to the hard work, they're still into the self-promotion, and that doesn't interest me. Um, so what else? Yeah, uh, Ireland has been united by football. So in the last week, um, the two teams on the island of Ireland have got through to the last 16 of the Euros. Ironically, when um, we're all trying to stay or leave in the Euros, Ireland will persist and remain until people kick them out. And um, off the pitch, they're creating this amazing energy um which is i suppose part and parcel of the irish brand about the celebration and the happiness and uh you know the drinking culture nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with a few pints for sure but they really are doing um themselves proud both both sides of the dotted line i think anyway i'm not really a big soccer fan but the victory um from the for northern ireland to qualify was just fantastic because i now again the good Toronto man um scored the winner in one of their games and um, they look as if they're having fun and the fans look as if they're having a deadly amount of fun. On the Republic of Ireland last night, I don't think I've ever seen such unbridled passion uh, in any athlete or sports person um, than Robbie Brady when he was interviewed afterwards. Um, it was just really brilliant to watch and something to be really, really proud that you're part of. Um, when you consider the problems that the Russian fans and the English fans get themselves into, it's nice to know that we travel well when it comes to uh, big sporting events. So yeah, Ireland seems to be united by football. Um, Arlene Foster um, is sending out tweets, congratulations to the Republic of Ireland, which 
was never in my lifetime kind of a moment. But it is in my, my lifetime. So fair play to her for that. But um, I hope uh, that she can behave in, with the same kind of uh, dignity and courtesy for the other 364 days. Um, but you live in hope. So yeah, so that's just a rant. I've been away and I've probably been away um, for too long doing a bit of work. Um, so I've got a couple of podcasts lined up over this next couple of weeks. I've got a few really interesting people that I'm going to interview in um, the marketing world um, to talk about uh, how uh, you can promote your business and uh, from sort of irrelevant to scale and to sector. Um, some interesting stuff that came from the business of winning this morning uh, was that the four industries that were represented and the four different businesses all shared very common things about um, how to remain positive in business and how to grow your business. Um, and the, it was a recurring theme across it all. Um, passion was very evident. You kind of really need to like what you're doing. Um, that's pretty much a ticket to entry is just liking it. Real passion drives you forward to put in real hard work and, and drive on through the hard times. Um, knowing your customers sounds so obvious, but it's the key to businesses like Electric Ireland. It's the key to businesses like the McAvoy Group, who are 40 years in business. It's key to business like Grant Thornton, um, who are the one of the top five, if you like, uh, business consultancy practices um, and for a startup like Heavenly Tasty Organics um, who changed their business model um, because they spoke to their customers in situ in supermarket aisles um, shows that it's knowing your customer is the most important part of it and um, understanding your brand and understanding that brand is not a logo as well. So there were some really nice things that I learned this morning and I'm going to talk to some of those people all been well over the next two or three weeks and get back into um, podcasting on a more business level rather than ranting about politics and ranting about homeless situations and everything else. But that's part of my personal politic. I think that um, I've always tried to stand up for the wee fella. I don't think there's um, anything worse than bullying, either that corporately, politically, um, or any way at all. There's no place for it. Um, and the European, the Euro Brexit a voting referendum has brought out the worst in everybody and all that fighting and bullshitting and lie talking and disingenuous uh, headlines and in, in, in newspapers and all that sort of stuff and we still don't really know what we're we're trying to vote against it's quite uh, bizarre that we live our lives like that uh, bear in mind when you listen to the radio um how even less context is given to that because they're operating in such short time frames typically for the news headlines and uh, as for stuff like the Nolan Show, well, if you can't figure that out for yourselves, um, you take it easy. So thanks for listening, and I will catch up with you very soon.